0: to the b-sides a podcast for progressives who love pop music we're your hosts i'm hannah i'm mimi and i'm becky
1: tune in for new episodes every other wednesday to hear our conversations on pop's place in our world and the music you should put in your ears to fuel your reckoning with the trash fires all around us thanks for tuning in here we go hello and welcome to the b-sides hello hi We are a show full of people who buy tickets to see Frankie Grande on an Off-Broadway production and sit there the whole time wondering if his sister, Ariana Grande, also saw the same production. So we are are so glad that you're here because if you haven't guessed by that, today we're going to be talking about Nepo siblings. So subscribe if you haven't already and open up the description of this episode to find out other ways to join this internet home. And that is sadly, especially relevant because we are in a huge fight and we won't be coming out every other Wednesday for much longer. So it's painful to be on this zoom right now, but the B-sides is in fact coming to an end this month, April, 2023, and we hope to still use this feed every once in a while, to talk about Frankie Grande and his growing pop career and his career on big brother and other reality shows like maybe survivor who knows what's in his future and we'll see what the future has in store but we'll miss you all and we definitely hope that you'll miss
0: us in your ears too Mimi gently shaking her head when Becky suggests that we'll use this feed for more Frankie Grande updates (laughs) you
2: are welcome to (laughs) <laughs> this is, I mean, we're having kind of a sibling dynamic right now, which we I are. Appreciate. So yeah, um, let's keep going with it.
0: Yeah. So you should definitely join us on the internet um, as the podcast sunsets, the other places that the B-sides lives on the internet are wonderful places for you to join. Um, The link to join our discord is in the show notes, join us on Instagram. And then of course we also have a TikTok and a Twitter and a Facebook and all that stuff is linked below as well.
2: And our Discord especially isn't going anywhere. So if you think you'll find yourself missing pop music analysis, the Discord will be the place to be. It's true.
1: Definitely. It is, it is true. And with that, uh, let's get into today's episode after a quick break. Wyndham
2: Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all.
1: So we've all heard of Nepo babies, people who are famous or rather were catapulted into fame because of their family members. Famous Nepo babies include, but are not limited to Ben Platt, Jamie Lee Curtis, Mon Apatow, Zoe Kravitz. But what often doesn't get the limelight are Nepo siblings, siblings of famous people who have their star raised and to what level? That's the topic of today's podcast. And what will be a little fun is that all three of us kind of, I think, have differing opinions on how Nepo siblings has led to other people's, the other person's fame. But Nepo siblings are a rare breed. One, being a Nepo sibling pair relies on talent and I use talent loosely because there are different levels of talent, but from both siblings, what level of talent separates each sibling we'll be getting into further later. It also relies on a hustle from the quote unquote, lesser famous sibling, putting themselves on reality shows, trapping themselves in an elevator, lip-syncing on Saturday Night Live. And then nepotism also implies some sort of power, power of one sibling over the other, power from fame and money, power from celebrity or just being near it. It's unequal, and today we're going to explore three nepo-siblings that amplify how nepotism can hurt and help the less famous sibling, and if done correctly, allow for one to carve out their own identity. So we're going to highlight three pairs that is, as we've talked about already, Frankie and Ariana Grande, Beyonce and Solange Knowles, and Jessica and Ashley Simpson. And at the end, we have an honorable mention category with some rapid fire takes who, you know, if we had all day and all night, we would also (laughs) dissect their relationships, uh, but we don't. There are a lot of siblings. There are a lot of them. Yeah, there are a lot of them. And then the deeper you dive, the more you learn that their parent is in charge. And that's perhaps why both of them rose to some level of fame. But that's not the case for the first group we're gonna first pair we're gonna talk about. And that is the Grande's. So who are these people? Arguably one of the most famous tier of Nepo siblings are Frankie and Ariana Grande. We should note, not that it really matters, but they're not full Nepo siblings. They are half. They share a wonderful powerhouse of a mom, Joan, but they do, in fact, have different fathers. But for our purposes, they're full Nepo sibling. But unlike the other two we'll talk about, they did not have a father manager who was invested in both of their, in both of their lives. Uh, Frankie is about 10 years older than Ari, though you would not tell with all that Botox. I was shocked when Pop Crave wished him a happy 40th. Uh, just a couple <laughs> weeks ago or months ago. Um, no idea that he was 40. He's looking, he's looking tight, Frankie. We Grande. learned
0: so much from Popgrave. So much. Nothing Pop is Grave, real until
1: Popgrave <laughs> said that Donald Trump got indicted. And that's how I knew it was real. I was waiting <laughs> for Popgrave to report on it. So mm-hmm. uh, but Frankie began his career around the same time as Ariana, which is interesting as uh, Boots the Monkey on the National Tour of Dora the Explorer. And Dorothy's were alive. And then shortly after that, he made his Broadway debut in Mamma Mia as a member of the ensemble and an understudy for Eddie. Around the same time, Ariana Grande was cast in 13, the musical. No, it is in fact not based on the Evan Rachel Wood movie. It is a much simpler plot about a boy and his bar mitzvah. And it is a great show that I did, in fact, see Ariana Grande in that in that production. Mm-hmm. And I waited at the stage door and I met her and I did not take a photo. And it is a big regret. A huge a huge regret of my life Um, because shortly after that, she landed her key role in Victoria and Nickelodeon. And I think as the rest say that the rest is history because I am just under the assumption that you, you're listening to this, that you know who Ariana Grande is and her series of incredible uh, pop songs and albums uh, that have come out from them. They're
0: making, they're making 13 the musical into a movie, right?
1: They did already. It came out.
0: Oh, it came and went and I didn't even notice.
1: Yeah, oh, it got I... terrible reviews. It's with Deborah Messing. It's on Netflix. Should you want to see it, it is a Jason Robert Brown musical. So like the music slaps, but they cut a lot of it for the movie. I haven't I actually hasn't haven't watched the movie.
0: Oh, okay, got it. I remember being but, excited about that, and I didn't even notice.
1: Yeah, it's gone. It's it came and went. The song "A Little More Homework" to do, which Ariana Grande does in fact harmonize on is, from the production, is beautiful. She wasn't even a lead role in Thirteen, but. It helped her get the role in victorious and so her career really skyrocketed and frankie's it's not that it it, it plateaued maybe i should say it didn't i was gonna say dipped but it plateaued but so frankie and ari are a different kind of nepotism but what we usually see is an older sibling who pulls the younger sibling up but with these two it's the younger sister who carries the weight of her older brother which I think is pretty rare. Um, and one sure sign of the Nepo siblings is that they're labeled, how they're labeled when you Google them. For example, when you search for Frankie Grande, the first description of him is Ariana Grande's brother. He's not even his own person. He's fully he's fully just her, her brother. And this will be a little harsh, um, but I do not think Frankie would have any sort of career without Ariana. I think he probably would have stayed doing some off-Broadway things. I think maybe that, but- not that he has quote unquote such a good career anyway. Um, and I don't I don't think being a house guest in Big Brother is any type of fame, although maybe he does. And I'm sure some fans of Big Brothers out there would say it's it's a high level. But sure, is he more talented than most people? Maybe. But would he have the same number of Instagram followers if he weren't somehow linked to Ariana? Ariana? No. And I'm sorry it's sad to say, but truth hurts, and this is a a classic case of being a nepo sibling actually really helped and propelled Frankie Grande to where he is today. But a big moment for him and something that I am glad that I got to witness on the stage of Off Broadway was Frankie was in Titanic, and it isn't that is a musical. For those who don't know, it's basically the story of Titanic, but it's told by someone in Percy impersonating, impersonating Celine Dion. And it's as if Celine Dion was on the Titanic and it's with all of her music. And although Frankie is no longer in it, I do highly recommend um, he's, he was really great, but was he any better than like anyone else that could have had that role? I don't know. Probably like, he's probably not, but it was the same. Um, so have they also ever collaborated together? Yes and no. Here's what Frankie has to say about whether he'd collab with Ariana in 2019, Recent. We're a family and we do stuff all the time together. It just has to be right, he told E.T. I'm a little bit more of a rocker, so I don't know if the timing is right. I think it would be because we want to say something, you know. I don't think it would just be to release a song. I think it would have to be for a purpose. And we'll see what that is. In December of 2018, Frankie released a cover of Seasons of Love from the musical Rent on his YouTube channel. This was around the same time of the Rent live performance on Fox. It's incredibly earnest video shot in a music studio full of shots of Frankie and his friends in the production desk or holding their headphones up to their ears while getting ready to sing. It's very try hard and ultimately endearing if you love the song. On Frankie's YouTube channel, the video is called Frankie Grande featuring Ariana Grande, Seasons of Love. The description reads, I'm beyond honored to have worked on this incredible project with my best friends in the world, including my wonderful sister. Thank you, Ariana, for vocal producing, as well as your adding your magical voice to this beautiful song. I am so happy that I get to sing with you on one of our favorite Broadway songs from one of our favorite Broadway shows, Rent, etc. Um, we're going to watch it. I suggest you do it too, but some of the music will play in the background uh, so you can hear it. minutes How do you measure, measure
2: a year?
0: Why I'm laughing? It's just it's it's not supposed to be funny, but I find it funny.
1: Yeah, it's funny because of the power imbalance between the two of them. That you're kind of like you. This I this I watch and I'm like Ari did him a solid. Yeah, that has two million views on Instagram and I mean on YouTube and it was a hashtag ad. I'm sure Frankie was like ranking in like the money on that and Ari was like oh I gotta do my brother a solid and like show up to help him like with this ad so he can make some money. Um, and he would not have that if not for Ari, like at all, like there's no one in their fucking right mind is spending 2 million people are watching that ad or whatever that video because of Frankie Grande, maybe a hundred thousand people. And that's like, that's a lot of people, but this is a, cl- a case of Napo siblings where he is a met helped. I will, we can talk about it. I, I don't think, I don't think he's he's an entertainer but there's no level of he'd be at the comedy cellar like opening for someone maybe like at a 5 p.m time slot if not for Ariana being adjacent to Ariana I don't know if you guys agree with me or not but that I really feel passionate as you can tell about this yeah I think
2: (laughs) what's funny about this to me I totally agree with you about this um is that I, I mean no disrespect but he kind of sounds AI generated like yeah I can't hear any emotion there's no vibrato and this is such a bold choice because obviously so many amazing singers have covered this song um in ways that are very moving before and you can like hear the heartbreak in their voices yeah and so for him to cover this and then of course Ariana takes the very famous high note that everyone loves uh and it cuts to like him, like sticking his tongue out, being goopy like, yes. while she's singing the high note. It's just, there's just something, there's just really something about it. And then you go to the comment section everyone's like, oh my God, Ariana, Ariana yeah. so talented. Oh my God. Like yeah. and every now and then there's something where it's like, wow, Frankie is a good singer too. That's amazing. But like,
1: <laughs> really not. I don't one. think he's like, like he was good in Titanic. It was really good. For him, I'm glad he had that. I just don't, I don't know why he would have been. I mean, now he's created a name for himself in the past 10 years of like being Ariana's brother and then having like his own like weird fame adjacent life, like from being a yeah. big brother in all these rally shows that maybe he would have been cast in Titanic. But the fact that they started out at the same exact time doing pretty much the same thing uh, was a clearer uh, yeah, well, Ariana's was-
0: fame. The other thing yeah. I noticed about that video was it seemed like there was this supposed to be this vibe that they're like all in the studio together, but Ariana's definitely not there. She's definitely somewhere else. And also she's like, she's like far away in the camera shot. And I'm wondering what the choice was there. Like, did, was she like, I don't want to overshadow anything. So I'm going to look like I'm like in like far away, but also there's no way they could get her. She clearly couldn't make the scheduled time to film. Like she's not there with them it's just like a funny thing yeah because also in the in the um in the description he says I love you all so much and will cherish this moment for the rest of my life so happy we filmed it as if it wasn't like meant a video like that it's a music video you know and he's trying to make it seem like really bizarre yeah it was really it's a really a hoot so
2: glad we captured this organic moment that we were having on film even though that was the whole point of this from the start.
0: Him sounding AI generated is that's such a good way to describe it because he sounds good. He sounds good. Yeah, but he doesn't sound real. That's and that's really yeah. He also looks AI generated. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry,
1: Frankie, if you're listening. I'm sorry, (laughs) Ari, and that was really fun. Um, that link is in the show notes, so you all can watch it. Um, I really suggest sitting back and really soaking in that time. Um, and Ari and Frankie were a really fun, uh, pair to look at because they are very different than the other two siblings that we're going to get into now. Um, and because the two of them, one sibling would not be famous without the other. And that's something I think what you see a lot with nepo nepotism in general. Um, and now we're going to Mimi's going to introduce us to Beyonce and Solange. I am.
2: Okay. So who are these people? Uh, if you don't know who Beyonce is, no judgment, but how tell us your secret. How did you do that? Beyonce is famously one of the world's most famous pop stars of the last 25 years, springboarding her successes from the iconic girl group, destiny's child. You may know her from such hits as who runs the world in parentheses, girls, girls, single ladies formations and dozens and dozens more. You also may not know, however, her younger sister Solange, or maybe you do. I guess some people know of Solange for getting into an altercation with Jay-Z in an elevator following the Met Gala, which is later quoted in big sister Beyonce's song, Flawless, with Nicki Minaj. And I feel sad for those people because Solange is a musician, an artist in her own right, and her art is a gift. Solange is about five years younger than Beyonce, that sort of came up around the same time. um The amazing, soulful, incomparable, really proud family theme song is a Solange song. It's Solange featuring Destiny's Child in 2001. And there was talk and intention from their father, the infamous Matthew Knowles, of adding Solange to Destiny's Child, but that did not appeal to her. She wanted to go down her own path, uh, though she did perform with them occasionally. At age 14, Solange started working on her first album called Solo Star, Mm. all while Beyonce's star was rising too, but it just didn't chart. She had some scattered acting roles. And then unlike Beyonce, and I think this is like an important thing to mention because this affects people's careers. In 2004, at age 17, 18, she got married and had a kid. Um, So that changes things, but she, she kept up with music anyway. Uh, a few years later. And I've loved all of her albums since. She released her next album in 2008, uh, Soul Angel and the Hadley Street Dreams. She started writing songs with and for Beyonce, including the banger Get Me Bodied, Upgrade You, Why Don't You Love Me. Um, She spent some time focusing on her marriage. She got divorced. And all of that led up to her first major hit, Losing You, in 2012, which is an amazing song. She then released her next and just like truly magnificent album, A Seat at the Table, in 2016 to critical acclaim and won a Grammy for Best R&B Performance. She's described A Seat at the Table as essentially an album of self, family, and ancestral healing. And then in 2019, she released another very incredible album, When I Get Home, and she has forged her own path as a musician and a writer. So that's a little bit about Solange. Um, something that we will note is that, which is true, I think when you look more closely at a lot of Nepo siblings, which I think is something Becky said at the top, which is that Beyonce and Solange's dad, Matthew Knowles, was both of their managers at the beginning of their careers. So he had a financial incentive in securing both of their successes. And so, you know, at this young age, there's often a parent or some sort of guardian involved with a big vested interest. So... What happened? Why are we talking about Beyonce and Solange? So um, there, so there is an argument that Solange and Beyonce, and I think this is where like we sort of disagree that um, they could be considered an example of when a Nepo sibling actually hurts the other sibling in the sense that they're both extremely talented vocalists and performers, but because Beyonce became famous first, and Solange's star did not rise as fast or shine as bright in the same way. Um, you know, it it might have been different. It might have gone differently, basically, if she didn't already have an extremely famous celebrity sibling. Beyonce's rise to fame was powered by many things: timing, appearance, voice. She has an extraordinary vocal range of three to three and a half octaves, putting her alongside Hall of Famers like Tina Turner. But there's even more to that. She had timing on her side. Beyonce was old enough to catch the 90s girl group wave and clinched mainstream success in 1997 with Destiny's Child, but Solange would have been a little too young for all that, uh, sort of until the early 2000s when a lot of groups were breaking up or just very short lived. When asked about her sister's success, Solange has said that she was eager to separate her success from her sisters from the get-go. Back in the day, she told FaZe, quote, I've had a lot of doors open because of her, but at the end of the day, I hope my talent will outshine any connection I have. End quote. And some advice. Don't try to live up to your siblings' expectations. Don't try to live up to what other people are going to expect of you. You basically have to enter the game knowing that you have to be confident, you have to be yourself and you can't rely on anyone else to create a success story for you. Otherwise it's all a gimmick and it's not real. End quote.
1: Yeah. And I think this is where Mimi and I have um, a little bit of differing views, but I think unlike Ari and Frankie, Slange has the raw, the raw star power and talent to be extremely famous if she wanted. And so her connections to Beyonce actually bring her down from that perspective. Like the Daily Beast called her one of the most talented singer and songwriters of this generation, which is true, but because she's forever tied to Beyonce, she will inevitably be compared to her. And I think that's to her detriment uh, that because she's constantly overshadowed. Yeah.
2: I think where our difference comes in is not like, I agree with you that she, there's such a different sibling pair. Frankie and Ariana Grande she is so talented but I think I think um, for me a detriment comes into play in terms of like but what is she looking for like what kind of fame is she looking for if anything and is she looking to be more of a celebrity or more of an artist and I think she's always been more of an artist and um, I think she's kind of complimentary and unique enough that she She does. I think she she really does shine. But I do also understand that anyone who is a sibling to Beyonce is in a challenging position and will be overshadowed and for some people will only ever be the sibling of Beyonce. So I understand that as a detriment that kind of overshadows her. I do think like if if Beyonce is going to have anyone as a sibling and if anyone is going to be a sibling to Beyonce, like Solange is the best because She's so extraordinarily talented. She's so cool. And they seem very close. Like she doesn't seem, she's never seemed intimidated by Beyonce or envious of her level of celebrity. And they do have overlapping, but also different talents and interests in ways that seem really complimentary. Um, Solange's number one thing, her her like main interest is songwriting, which I think is really cool. And she has introduced Beyonce to a lot more indie artists, that Beyonce has since worked with. Her music's a little more experimental in time and space. Like she's got funk, Motown, psychedelic soul in the mix. And Solange just puts together these really, really interesting, beautiful chord progressions and melodies on a level that I immediately associate with her. And you can hear her direct influence, I think, especially in Beyonce's more recent music. Listen to Solange's Cranes in the Sky from 2016 and then Beyonce's Plastic Off the Sofa in 2022 and then tell me that you don't hear it. Uh, in terms of collabs, so famously they haven't collabed in a big way. And I think we've already touched on most of their major collabs in uh, in songwriting, but so I the, ma- the um, two songs I just talked about, Cranes in the Sky and Plastic Off the Sofa, a producer who goes by Amorphous did an amazing mashup that we can link in the show notes. Um, so that is a an indirect collab in terms of official ones there's like a song that no one seems to know or ever talk about I think there's a song called naive from Solange's first album have either of you heard this song before or heard of it no it's Solange featuring Beyonce from Solange's first album like I said solo star and like it's about, you know, being young and in love, but like everyone who but you're 15 and everyone who cares about you thinks the person you're with is sus. Um and there's even a line about Beyonce being a protective older sister, essentially. So in that sense, it's cute, but I don't know. That's kind of that's kind of it. Um they indirectly collabed on becoming the first set of sisters ever with number one albums in 2016. And they were both at Made in America. Jay-Z's music festival in Philly in 2013. And I saw them both there for the first time on two different days with two very different vibes. Like Beyonce was like the headliner on Saturday night, huge stage. And then Solange was like afternoon the next day. Um, but they were both, they were both phenomenal. And then a lesser known thing is that Solange starred in bring it on all or nothing, which I totally forgot about. That's exciting. Yeah. So, the takeaway, I guess, is that uh, these two sisters are both musical geniuses in their own ways. Solange starred as Beyonce's sister, but at this point has made her unique and indelible mark on music. And they're such a good match, so to speak, as siblings. And I think we should leave everyone with an interview they did in 2017. Be- which is really, really special Beyonce interviewing Solange around a seat at the table in interview magazine, uh, because it just is really, it really wonderfully speaks to them as individuals and as sisters and their bond and their dynamics. So we'll post that in the show notes there. Cause there's just like, I could read parts of it, but it's kind of the flow of it is really special too. Um, and just kind of the way they jump around is, is wonderful.
1: Yeah, I think they are, um, a good example also of the nuances that is in NAPO siblings, that it's not a very um straightforward um, push-pull help-hurt uh, situation, mm-hmm. too. Although the, the last group pair that we're going to talk about, I think, gets even more nuanced on the who helped whom uh, situation. And Hannah is going to take us through our beloved Jessica and Ashley Simpson.
0: Okay, let's go to some of our favorite blondies, Jessica and Ashley Simpson. So to set the stage, who are these people? Jessica Simpson, of course, is a pop icon, reality TV star, and someone that someone whose society tore down for gaining a few pounds and thinking tuna fish was chicken. Jessica is famous for such hits as I Want to Love You Forever and With You, Jessica rose to fame um, pretty quickly after getting the attention of Columbia Records producer as a good girl who was saving herself for marriage. She quickly climbed the charts in 1998, became America's sweetheart. Um, We have to take a a second to say that in 2020, I think it was 2020, we had a guest, the three of us had a guest spot on the wonderful podcast and introducing where we talked about Jessica Simpson's surprisingly amazing memoir Maybe not surprising to everybody how amazing it was. It was surprising to me how much I got really into it. Um, So the, the episode to that, the link to that episode is in the show notes. If you want like really a deep breakdown on our Jessica takes, it turns out we have a lot of them.
2: Yeah. Can I add one thing about that? I yeah. actually had like so many more takes that we never, I, I think there was just, it was a lot of people on a mic and it was really yes. fun and there was so much more. That book is so that's such a long celebrity memoir. It's so funny that her book is so long and so detailed and she's like, okay, first grade. Yes. The Challenger disaster, 1986.
0: Like that's a big she, part of her life. The Challenger disaster.
2: Um, but it's really it's really good. And I always appreciate the um like Amelia Bedelia of the title called Open Book, which is like just like open the book.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Okay. Go on. There's, there's so much to say about Jessica Simpson because she just really, I think that we talk a lot about Britney Spears as someone who like embodies a lot of celebrity pressures and, or just like, is like a person that you can clearly see a lot of the uh, pros and cons of celebrity, like through them as a prison. But Jessica Simpson's another person like that too, where like, there's just so many, aspects of our society that are like reflected through Jessica Simpson's career. Um, so yeah, feel free to, to to listen to that episode if you want more of our Jessica takes. Um, and then of course we have Ashley Simpson. Now, you know, Ashley, she's our uh, double E at the end of her name. I always wondered if that was actually like her name. I think it, I think it is. I just never have known an Ashley spelled th- that way. Good for her. That's the thing, like it's so old. So it's like, is it real? Is that actually her name? But I guess it is. Um, yeah, Ashley Simpson is Jessica's moody pop emo sister. She wrote on her sister's coattails a bit. Um, and by a bit I mean definitely. So Ashley began her career after Jessica had already like started and launched hers. She was Jessica's backup dancer. She also had um random like appearances on on TV shows and ashley became a household name for herself during the filming of newlyweds which was jessica's reality show with her then husband nick lachey so people got to know okay jessica has this younger sister ashley from there ashley simpson got her own spin-off show which i loved which focused on her filming her which focused on filming her like the production of her first album and then her first album autobiography came out in 2004 It was quite successful i loved it at the time um we talk a bit about that era of ashley's on our episode about avril levine which was episode 53 so that's linked in the show notes as well um and then of course ashley simpson was caught lip-syncing on snl the rest is history um something to note here that is interesting is that like beyonce and solange it was really their father, um, the Simpsons father, who was like also the behind the scenes manager, um, family dynamics of managers are always complicated. You never really have insight into what's going on. There's a lot of open questions about, um, you know, Mr. Knowles. There are fewer open questions about Mr. Simpson. This guy's an asshole. I feel like that feels pretty well-documented, <laughs> not, I don't, I don't think yeah, the and- the environment. Yeah. was it
1: with you guys or someone else that someone was like yeah and he's now like openly gay which i don't think is true but his sexuality also was like a big thing uh Becky uh, like that was you and me
2: that was you and me talking about this last week and i just yes, said okay. there was like all this there was there's been like all this you know like he took Speculation. A, he took a man as uh, i don't remember the details but he took a man as a date to someone's wedding or something and there's just been all this speculation but I don't think it's I don't think it's an open it wouldn't it wouldn't go it didn't go in
1: open book no well, Nick As Lachey a, has made comments about it somewhat recently and oh. that's what brought it into the news uh, also an asshole I mean I think yeah. we can just both chalk them both up to
2: assholes whatever that's that yeah. those are the facts those are the facts we know those are the facts I'm glad it was
1: with you. I couldn't remember, but that makes sense. (laughs) With you by Jessica Simpson. Okay. With you. I will say back to the Challenger discussion, um, uh, Ethan in my household is watching a TV show on Apple TV. That's about like what happened, what would happen if we landed on the moon after the Russians? Hmm. And I was like, wow, Jessica Simpson was so sad when the challenger blew up. And Ethan was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, she was so sad when the challenger blew up.
0: So that part of the book has really stuck with me. Yeah, Even I mean, like, moving this on. Is- <laughs> this is international and interuniversal politics that we're thinking about. Yes. And you're like, yeah, but Jessica Simpson's formative moment is what I'm thinking about <laughs> with this content. She was a child of the 80s.
2: In she the was. United States. Of course, the challenger affected her.
0: I actually think Mimi, the way, even though you said that a little bit as a throwaway, I think it's actually really important. I think that something, you know, the three of us are millennials. And I think that Jessica Simpson kind of like she rose to fame when we were really little, actually. Um, she really is a child of the 80s. She really is. Like her mm-hmm. demographic is, like, people who are exactly her age. And even though she's only a few years older than her sister Ashley, they are a generation apart, like, truly, in terms of, like, which generation they kind of, like, define themselves in. So I think sometimes I think of Jessica Simpson as, like, now today as pretty chuggy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She is one of our favorite words. Yeah. The truth is, like, she's just, like, a mom in her 40s, you know? And and actually she's, like, she's still killing it on the... You know, she has like her fashion empire. So I think a lot of us, um people who are like around our age uh, are pretty keen to write her off as someone who kind of, whose career, you know, was very prominent. And then like, oh, what happened to Jessica Simpson? But the truth is like, she kind of just rode, I don't know, she rode her own arc and Ashley did too. And they weren't, they didn't peak at the same times, you know?
2: Totally. Yeah. I mean, she, that is totally true. And she is a, Gen X, Millennial cusp person who right. remembers the Challenger. <laughs> Ashley most likely does not. Right, she was alive for it. Uh, you know, one of them was an adult when nine eleven happened. The other one wasn't. That's all I'm saying. Like, and there's, you know, so there's something about like becoming and like being a teenager fully in the nineties, and then an yeah. adult, and then and then in the two thousands, and how they they define different generations that way. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And the way that their careers kind of aligned with the rise of reality TV at different times—you know—it's all yes. very interesting.
0: Yes, that's right, right. And so to dive into more of these of what these arcs looked like, um, so it's pretty clear why Jessica Simpson's star quickly rose in the '90s as it did. Um, And she is, it was pretty interesting to hear her in her own words, her analysis of this in her book, you know, Americans love a pretty blonde and quote unquote, pure white girl in the late 1990s and the early aughts, this blonde pop girly was a staple and Jessica Simpson was totally in the right place at the right time. And subsequently, so was Ashley Simpson by being Jessica's sister. So unlike the others that we mentioned, Ashley used her sister's success to cultivate her own niche and rise to a level of fame that was actually quite comparable to her sisters. And I think there are some people, I am an example of those people who actually find Ashley Simpson looming much larger in their you know, my, mind than, than Jessica Simpson. She really was the emo pop girl of the early aughts. So Now, you know, the questions are, is Jessica more talented than Ashley, or is Ashley more talented than Jessica? I don't really think that's the right argument or point to make. It's rather that they both, of course, promoted by Daddy Dearest, were at the right place at the right time. Jessica fit the mold of that, you know, hot, pure pop star of the 90s, and Ashley quickly joined the ranks of the alt-pop rockers like Avril Lavigne, Fifi Dobson, and growing up with her sister, Ashley later said... I think it's not hard being in the same industry. I think it's so beneficial because I have kind of grown up and I've watched her. It's really helped me to know where not to step, like choices that I definitely wouldn't choose to make. I can't tell if that's a subtweet of her sister. <laughs> <You> <laughs> I know think that's a subtweet. Um,
1: Ashley like is quoted a lot being like, I hate pop music and I would never do it so. I think it is a, a little bit of a subtweet about
0: that. <laughs> Sorry, sis. Um, I think that the most specific and public critique she ever made of her relationship with her older sister was, of course, in her song Shadow and the accompanying music video. In the music video, she kind of contrasts her own angsty life experience with her sisters, who she also played in the video. Like Ashley plays her two, like herself and her sister. Um, But she's wearing like a blonde wig when she's playing the other person, and she generally appears like very prim and put together in contrast with the quote-unquote real Ashley, who's like black hair and punk. Um, I'm gonna quote some lyrics for the from the song, in the hopes that many of you listening along don't even need me to read these to you. You know every word by uh, in the song "Shadow" by heart, but. For the sake of uh, equity, if you don't know every word to the song Shadow, here's some classic lines. I was six years old when my parents went away. I was stuck inside a broken life I couldn't wish away. She was beautiful. She had everything and more. And my escape was hiding out and running for the door. Somebody listen, please. It used to be so hard being me, living in the shadow of someone else's dream. Trying to find a hand to hold, but every touch felt cold to me. Living in a nightmare, a never-ending sleep. But now that I am wide awake, my chains are finally free. Don't feel sorry for me.
2: Wow. And beautifully <laughs> read. We love a lyrics reading.
0: We do. She's like, it used to be so hard being me. Don't feel sorry for me. Those were, yeah. It's like,
2: okay, Ashley, what, which one do you want? Yeah, I'm going to use a chains metaphor because that's fine to do. <laughs> Given the context, <laughs> um, that was a great. That was a great um, lyric to pull out. Thank you. It felt
0: important. Yeah, you know, that this is what's interesting is that the other nepo sibs we talked about have not really commented on their statuses as nepo sibs, right? It's a little gauche to comment on your status to your more famous sibling.
1: Yeah, or if they do,
0: right, right,
2: or if they do, it's like very classy. Like the what we'll link with Beyonce and Solange yes. is like. Beyonce talking about, you know, how proud she is of Solange as a, as a writer in her own path and Solange being like, well, I, you know, I grew up having a masterclass from you and, but it's all very, it's all love. This is not, this is not that this is sibling wars. Yeah. Sibling wars.
0: And it fit. I mean, I, I think that like, I'm sure that that was a part of the strategy was they wanted Ashley to be seen as a real contrast so they were like, let's make that part of your brand is like that you hate everything your sister was doing. Um, another, so yeah, so we're talking about here how they kind of like, they both were quite famous in their own moments. Um, and yeah, they don't really have like such a power imbalance. Um, what was funny was that me, uh, that Mimi, Becky and I thought that we'd find a lot more collabs between them than we did. We just like thought that there was more. There actually isn't so much. Um, but they do seem to like acknowledge each other's presence more than the other two siblings. And maybe that's just the reality of like, you know, being on TV shows together or just having like having the public kind of be in their life a little more. Were you guys were you guys surprised that you didn't see more collabs? Yeah, I think
1: I associate the two of them way more as like sibling pair. Than the other ones that we've discussed, that I like had thought there would be more collabs. And I know we will discuss an inf- an infamous collab that they did, yes. um. But I really, really thought they had more. I mean, they do pose out. They pose publicly together a lot. Yeah. Um. So maybe that's why in my mind I thought there were more collaborations. But I do think they pose. Or at least they pose publicly way more than Ariana and Frankie do. Um. Like a couple of days ago, they were like celebrating one of their kids' birthdays together. Um, they're like, they are much seen more publicly as a twosome as opposed to the others. And maybe that's a collaboration in a way of keeping like both of them in this in the cultural zeitgeist as opposed uh, to not, but yeah, a few, fewer musical collaborations, I guess. Right. Right. Like she didn't design a shoe for Jessica Simpson's shoe. She could though. It's not you know, when I... I was,
0: when I was researching part of this, um, I found a 2011 announced like PR release or something about, um, how they were going to collab on a kid's line within Jessica Simpson's clothing line. And then like nothing since, so maybe that d- did or didn't happen. I didn't like, it wasn't the best research I've ever, most thorough research I've ever done in my life, but like maybe they tried to do some fashion collab ones, which is funny and they got in a fight and then they just couldn't
2: finish it. And they got a fight. Yeah. I don't know. I, I felt the same way. I was like, surely they have more collabs, but then it really is on like upon reflection. It's like, you know, it really is just their relationship. Uh, you know, they have, I think the, although born sort of in different generations, they have kind of the smallest age gap of, The siblings we've been talking about and yeah it's a good point you know they're both it's like blonde like the contrasts were obvious and to some degree a little bit forced or managed you know by by pr and then it's like album reality show album reality show and since then they've gone off in different directions but the trajectory of each of their careers and the way they are together as siblings and kind of the like sibling wars of it all it makes it feel like their entire relationship for years actually just was yeah a collab and siblings
0: <laughs>
1: yeah album career marrying diana ross's son
0: this is important some people don't realize that ashley simpson's children are diana ross's grandchildren and that's just important for people to it's
2: know <laughs> Few people are brave enough to like learn that information and then keep it Keep it. In their minds, and that includes me. Speaking sometimes. of sometimes I forget, triple Nepo sibs,
0: Nepo kids, those kids, those looking kids, looking forward to their music careers. <laughs> those kids are going to be real, real Nepo kids. Because yeah. I think that if we did a Nepo kids episode, which we're not going to because there's been enough written about that in this world, I think Evan Ross, that's his name, right? Yeah, he's, he's an Evan. Nepo kid. He's totally an Nepo kid. I mean, nice guy, but I don't think he would have been in that Hillary Duff. No, vehicle. I don't remember what movie he played Hillary Duff's love interest in, but I remember him from that. Like he, he wouldn't have gotten that role if it wasn't for Mama Diana, just simply would not have. Anyway, shall we go into a collab? They actually did. So they have made appearances together. They generally seem to have a good relationship, at least publicly, who knows what's going on behind the scenes. Unlike, for example, Hillary and Haley Duff, who seem to be a bit on the outs. Um, But they haven't done, as we mentioned, too many actual collabs, except notably, to me anyway, and to many others, the performance of The Little Drummer Boy in 2004. So this was on an ABC Christmas special and was just a few months after Ashley's debut album, Autobiography, was released. Ashley's, she's still in her black hair phase in this moment. And the reason it's notable for me, um, I'm sorry to say, is just their fascinating voices. Like the thing about Jessica and Ashley Simpson is that they both really have very distinctive voices. Like there's no pop stars who sound like either of them. And it's one of those things that you like, you kind of clock that when you're listening to their music, but you don't think about it so hard. And then when you hear them together, you're like, wow, okay, got it. (laughs) Like There's no one like you for better or for worse so i don't know putting them together for this just kind of makes the whole thing sound like a parody but we'll let you be the judges
1: Good. I could listen to the next three minutes.
0: I know. I feel bad. I we can listen to more.
1: <laughs> no, gonna I, it's gonna be in the show notes. So, so if
0: you want to watch and listen, you can. What did you what do you two love about that video?
1: <laughs> I just think Ashley, like she just she tries so hard, you can just tell to not be her sister. Yeah.
0: She's had, like the way a whole she- like affect in the way she's holding the microphone and everything. She Yeah, and
1: her hair and the parumpa-pump-pumps, like, she's, like, trying to be, like, I don't, don't forget that, like, I am the angsty sister. Yeah. I am not the hot blonde. Like, my sister, that's Jessica. That's not me.
0: Ashley's parumpa-pump-pumps are hilarious and iconic to me. Like, like angsty, they're-
2: sla- like, they're both, she's doing angsty, but they're both, like, sort of trying to do, like, sexy little drummer boy, which yeah. is, is yeah. so funny. <laughs> like like breathy which is how they both sing anyway yeah but, um I just think it's so funny and it's like so it's such an important 2004 artifact it's like so important yeah. to know that like that was something to take seriously in 2004 Do you think it people wasn't a parody take it
0: seriously at
2: the time y- yes yes not everyone but I think enough I think it was uh in mainstream culture it was something to take seriously
0: Ashley Simpson, like, really has the kind of voice where, like she sticks her tongue out when she sings. you know? <laughs> yeah. If you're listening to this, even if you're in public right now, like you're taking a walk or you're on the bus, whatever you are, just sing pa pum, pum to yourself and stick your tongue out. Like that's what she was doing, like <laughs> <"Pa-ra-ba-pum-pum."> yeah, <laughs> ok, I'll give you all a second to do that yourselves. All right. And now that you've embarrassed yourselves, we can go back. So it's not even completely clear. Who is more famous than the other? I think, as we mentioned earlier, it totally depends on your demographic. Jessica Simpson loomed so large in culture at her peak that she ultimately probably is the more famous sister. Um, Plus her fashion empire is low-key a massive success. Has had like a lot of staying power over the years. Um, Whereas Ashley Simpson kind of like once she stopped after her first, I think two or three albums, I think that's even being generous. She really has not like been quite at the level of fame. as as she was at her peak. Um, And yeah, Jessica Simpson, the other thing about Jessica Simpson's um, fashion line is that it probably honestly is the blueprint for like these celebrity led fashion lines that now feel like they're a dime a dozen, but I think she really started it. Um, But of course, Ashley Simpson's career was no drop in the bucket, so who's to say? We did wanna share a lesser known thing about Ashley Simpson. As we mentioned earlier, Ashley has done a lot of acting and I think people forget this. In 2009, she starred in the CW remake of Melrose Place until the writers literally wrote her out of the script after 12 episodes, even though she was supposed to be a regular cast member, Member, brutal. Um, and of course, who can forget her minor but adorable appearances on 7th Heaven? Do you guys remember this, such as me? Oh, I do. <laughs> I, and I remember actually more than
2: anything, I remember her, well, I was like, she cannot act. No. Just like every just like everyone else on the show. And I think that's Correct. beautiful. Um and then I just remember her like this was the era of really like flat ironing hair. Yes. I feel like I started getting into that around this time, which is not a good idea for curly hair to do that on a regular basis. But her hair had this like flat iron but like feathered out kind of look. And I remember being like, wow, my hair will never look like that. No. And I don't think I want it to, but also, like, how do you do that? And that's what I remember about that moment. What do you remember? It was in every scene. She's, like, at school, and it's, like, this, like, hair's
0: like, feathered out, like, bleach blonde. It was really blonde then. Very blonde. Yeah. Yeah. That checks out. Absolutely. Don't forget. So our takeaway about the Simpson sisters, while the Knoll sisters created brilliant art that transcends Space and time that creates trends. The Simpson sisters focused more on following trends. It's no judgment. You're allowed to do whatever you want, but it does mean that their staying power, I think, ultimately is more limited than, for example, the Noel sisters. The two of them will always be household names, but it's not totally a surprise that neither of them could replicate or like keep, you know, or endure the fame that they found when they each debuted. So that's Ashley and Jessica Simpson. Yeah. And as you can
1: imagine, um, there are a lot of siblings uh, in the music world, Nepo siblings in the music world that we could have talked about. um, And I think that's partially because a lot of them are managed by their parents and they're young when they become famous. So uh, there's more pairs and they're more pushed, Um, makes kind of sound like a factory, but kind of is, and it's kind of sad. I also think it probably takes a lot of, how do I say this, um, to watch your sister or brother become famous and you are seven years old and not getting the same amount of fame is probably really hard to watch and have self-control over and not exhibit uh, intense jealousy over. So if your father's the manager, you're like, dad, I too would like a spin. Put me in um, put- and. Yeah, Worse comes to worse. you just have a crippling addiction for the rest of your life. Oh, God. So oh God. Uh, now, that was sarcastic, and I'm sorry not to be brief, but it's true on a podcast for another time about how bad child stars are mm-hmm. for society and as a whole. So we're just going to run through some rapid fire honorable mentions um, that we could have also talked about in this episode. Me, me.
2: Okay. Brittany and Jamie Lynn Spears. This is such a tangled web that I we've gestured to it before in any of our Brittany episodes, but that's a that's a big one for sure. A Big one.
1: Yeah. Um a not as big one and a more up and coming is Lord and I she's got a sister named Indy putting some music out. That sounds unfortunately a lot like War Lord's, but worse. Oh, really?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry, Indy. That's a bummer i didn't know that i haven't listened to it um the third is demi lovato and her sister maddie de la garza maddie de la garza um i have like so much to say i was telling the two of you um i have so much to say about these two but i i won't uh i'll, I'll keep it brief um but one of the things that i think is very um troubling about maddie de la garza's life and career is that um, in general, like she, the the Lovato sisters have another sister named Dallas, and the mom is clearly very fame hungry. I think Demi has the talent that like it's all all the fame hunger was like real. I think Demi's like incredibly talented. Although everybody here knows that my feelings on Demi are are complicated. Maddie De La Garza rose to fame, if you can call it that, by playing Eva Longoria's ugly daughter in Desperate Housewives, and it's just one of those things where. I can't believe a parent. Do you remember this plot line? Or do, does this ring any bells to you? Like I can't believe any parent. Like the plot line of this kid was that she was like not beautiful. Now like that you're would, saying it, it it's ringing some bells to me. It's fucked. Yeah. Who would do that? Especially,
1: parents who want yeah, their kids to be fake. Like I think the parents are the blame for so much of this. Yeah. They're like they see their be... kids as
0: cash cows, exactly. And if you think about the timeline happening, we're like that was probably pretty contemporaneous with Demi Lovato's, you know, Demi booking it things on on um no Demi booking things on Disney Channel. So Demi's getting to right. become like Disney's sweetheart, and mm-hmm. Maddie is playing this girl who's like plot is that she's ugly. I just think it's messed That's up. That's awful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's bad. I Kind of like it. Um, But the two of them seem very close. um, And Demi wrote a song that kind of like um, on her, on the first album that Demi came out with after um, her overdose, there's like a song like about her sister, because I think her sister was like the first person she saw when she like woke up in the ICU, something like that. I like can't listen to that song without crying. It's very sweet. It's like Mm. a very sweet sister to sister song. But anyway. Those are some thoughts about Demi and, and Maddie.
1: Okay.
2: Next, we have Miley and all of the Cyruses, especially Trace of Metro Station, Almost Fame, and
0: Noah, who's making some great music of her own. That's what Indy needs to learn. If you're going to be a Nepo Sib making your own music, you have to do it different mm-hmm. than your sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, they're also Nepo kids you know definitely so it's like,
1: right it's a rap it's a whole web for the cyruses um, taylor swift and her brother austin who has not really tried um i think to i mean you can't compete with the fame of taylor swift but he is like involved in her life he's in the um antihero music video he plays the ghost um so he's there Asked us her lawyer. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's um a,
0: a spoiler from the errors tour. Oh, sorry. Spoiled me. Um, <laughs> and last but not least, we have Hillary and Haley Duff. I think Haley Duff is like a classic case of like, she tried to do something similar to her sister and just like, no one bought it. No one cared. She had a few songs and I just don't think anyone care. They tried to put the two of them together like Ali and AJ style for a few things. The Disney the Disney like machine tried. Really I'm so sorry, Haley. Just it didn't it didn't work at all. And now it seems thanks to some TikTok detective that they are like not doing the best. I was
1: gonna say I think they're not like close anymore, which is sad. Yeah. It is sad. I think
0: something happened like it seems like something happened. You know? Yeah.
1: No, definitely. And I don't, Hillary hasn't told us yet, but we're waiting. Hillary, if you want to tell us, yeah, if you want to go on this podcast, let us know. Mm
2: -hmm. And, and Haley Haley was also, this isn't important, but Haley was also in seventh heaven. I'm just remembering. No way. So, but a little bit. Yeah. She walked up, she walked onto that set and she was like, I too, I'm going to be on this.
1: So that's (laughs) a takeaway for me that seventh heaven was a home to for the less famous (laughs) sibling yep yeah
2: and before so before we end this list I do actually just also want to acknowledge especially as we're talking about how being a child star is fraught and how parents orchestrating child stardom is fraught uh like among the among the cyruses which seem to be relatively okay like we also have the jacksons
0: Mm. and the
2: carters and these families where like more than three of the okay. siblings are famous and in some cases pinned against yeah. each other and the parents are, or at least one of the parents is just like, should not be a parent period. Yeah. yeah. Um. And how badly that turns out.
1: Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. I don't know. Any other takeaways from this episode? Any closing points? Any seventh heaven quotes? <laughs> yeah, I think Since um, this was an episode about seventh heaven. <laughs>
0: Who knew? Right. Um, I think a takeaway I have from this is like it's is it is not hard to get a start when you're a Nepo sib, and it is a hard, it is hard to like stay famous or to like actually rise to the level of your sibling. I think each of these people, Solange included, wouldn't have gotten the chances that they were given without their siblings. Um, but then what happens to you with the chances you're given, not to sound like someone who really believes in America, um, that like everybody that it's like a meritocracy, but I do think there's a little bit of like, yeah, what, what the outcome of that chance is, is really about like your talent and like also whatever your brand and like the, the lane that you choose for yourself and how much you do or do not compare yourself to your sibling for the rest of the, of, of, you know, the world to, to see. So it's like a little bit more of a crapshoot. Than I think I originally thought.
1: Yeah, and I think that your your talent at that like you're starting maybe you you start at a five as opposed to a zero, right? But your level of talent can only get you so far. Like yeah. Frankie Grande, for example, like he didn't skyrocket to a ten just because of Ariana Grande, but maybe he's at a six when he probably would be at a two otherwise. Right, right, right.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, Frankie. No, I think it's actually. Yeah. I thought you were going to say a zero. Yeah. Pe- people no like him on reality TV shows. There's no shame in being a zero. Nope. Um, and there are plenty of <laughs> he people. He was good in the Titanic. <laughs> I yeah. believe you. And honestly, it sounds amazing and I want to see it no matter what, but um, there are also plenty of Famous people that we talk about all the time who have siblings who we don't know about because their siblings like do not, yeah, they're either estranged or their siblings like do not care about fame. Like not everyone is into it, yeah, or they don't have the same skill set. They don't have you know. So there are also plenty. There are also plenty of like famous people with siblings who we don't know. when yeah. I think it's worth like, kudos to them
0: for yeah. knowing that like, you know, normal. Yeah. Yeah. And Mimi, you wanted to share some pieces about like what makes the music industry versus like the film industry, for example, different when it comes to siblings.
2: Well, I just think that when there was all of that like Nepo baby discourse, I started thinking about this. And then when we were working on this episode, it's just like I'm curious if you think this is true, but just from thinking about it and like looking into Nepo siblings versus Nepo babies and all that. I just think the music industry lends itself way more to Nepo siblings or like Nepo contemporaries of some sort. Whereas, you know, like TV and film seem much more Nepo baby centric or Nepo like next generation centric. Like there's an uncle who's a famous producer and then um a niece is a, you know, famous actress or something. And I think that's because basically like Just because a certain artist was popular a generation ago doesn't mean their kid will be, even if they're very talented, a generation later, because um, what's in can change very quickly in the music industry. But, of course, if they are, you know, musically talented and they have that luck and star power, they do already have connections on the inside. So Mm -hmm. good for them. So, you know, like the Cyruses are, I think, an exception that sort of proves the rule. I think it's a rare case. Yeah. I also think that Nepo siblings are more common in the music industry because, and in the case studies we talked about today, I think this applies especially to the Simpsons because of the profitability of pitting artists against each other, which I think we were kind of already talking about. Like the horrible, horrible Lou Pearlman formed both the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. The same people who developed the Britney Spears mold also pushed for an anti-Britney and so on. And siblings are such an obvious point of comparison. So I think that aspect of it is obvious once you start thinking about it. But it's also kind of really interesting when you start to it's, pull yeah. on those threads.
1: And it's really bleak. It is bleak.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, it can be bleak for sure. Um, <laughs> but it can also be fine.
0: Like with <laughs> okay. The Simpsons, you know,
2: like it's like, LOL. Yeah,
0: that's true. Yeah. I mean, it, I think there are definitely... There are Nepo siblings in the music, I mean, in the film industry, but it does seem like there are fewer Nepo children in the music industry for all those reasons. It's really mm-hmm. fascinating. Yeah. There are some, but it's just, yeah. The way that you find out, the way that when you're watching TV and you're like Googling who the people are that you're watching and you realize like every single person on the screen is the child yeah. of someone you have heard of, like that does not happen in the music industry.
1: Yeah. This is also not to... um I think acting is definitely a skill and it is a hard skill, but it is a lot harder. If you have a bad voice, uh, you don't have rhythm or you don't have uh, like time, you don't, whatever. It's a lot harder to become famous.
2: Yeah, I well, think also, you can yeah. be a bad actor and you could still be famous. I also feel like acting yeah. is more subjective, but that's probably because I know less about it. So I'm like, whatever, right. like it's it's a craft,
1: but like, whatever, you know, whatever. Where, right. Like, or you could be unlike- like, for example, the ugly child on Desperate Housewives. But like if she <laughs> was, I don't know, she you can't sing. There's only so much uh, automation you could do to someone's voice before like you have to do a live per- show and you can't perform.
2: Yeah, or if you just don't have like musical talent is a specific like maybe you can't sing but maybe you play an instrument, but some people mm-hmm. just really yeah. don't have that they don't have just- yeah.
0: skill. Yeah. yeah, they
2: just don't no matter how hard they work, it's just not going to be there.
0: And the th- yeah. the thing about the music industry is that it, it like y- your celebrityness in the music industry is so much more about you than it mm-hmm. is when you're an actor. Like so many actors who are incredibly yeah. famous, we actually know very little about them. Exactly. And it's just like much easier to just be like a random, beautiful person. But like the music industry is much more, um, it's really you. So to have all of those things line up as a child of someone in the music industry, just feels like really, makes more you know, sense. like it's much, yeah, like it actually makes more sense. For example, for Zoe Kravitz to be an actress, I don't mean to. Deme- I actually seems like Zoe Kravitz might have some musical chops, considering she was a, a co writer on "Lavender Haze" with Taylor Swift. Mm. But you know, like to replicate what her father did seems like just like a recipe for disaster. they're just like, if you want to be in the industry in the entertainment industry, like let's put you into acting, like mm-hmm. you can kind of like fuck around more a little bit, you know? Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, yeah I think that's a really great point.
2: It is. Yeah, there's just some, there's just something about the music industry that is very um you're supposed to be, you know, who you are and then brand, you might evolve or not. You you are a brand much more than you are as an actor. That's totally true. So it's a whole thing a and whole the thing. competition. <laughs> I mean, like the competition between actors like is not I'm sure it's hard for them, but yeah. uh, it is not and in terms of, like, booking things, but it's not right there on the surface the way it is. He's like,
0: it's not things. hard for me.
2: <laughs> it's not hard for me, but it's hard for them. I know, I'm like, acting's like, just like, whatever, you know? No, I know it is its own craft, but it's just, it is very
0: different. Yep. Seems like Billy Ray really, uh, you know, pushed against the mold by having all these musical children. Mm-hmm. And she is an actress first it's true one would say miley had the best of both worlds she really ended up having the best of both worlds and for that i'm just so happy for her yeah yeah. i think that's a really sweet note to end on
1: um so that's our show but it's not the end of our conversation and we can't wait to hear what you think if you have a second and want to support us please leave us a review on itunes or your podcast app of choice bye bye, bye. goodbye Thanks for listening to the B-Sides podcast. We want to connect with you.
0: Check out the show notes to find our Instagram, Twitter, and join our Discord, where you can link up with us and other progressives who love pop.
2: Please take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review if you haven't already, and consider supporting the B-Sides on Patreon. Until the next time we cut to the feeling, I'm Mimi.
0: I'm Becky. I'm Hannah.